Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, episode 28. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Steve, how are you? I'm very good, George. I just had my Greek coffee, so I'm up and ready to go. Life is good. Nico? Yes. I'm great. It was such a great sporting weekend uh, that just passed. Everything clicked. <laughs> Everything went turned into gold. On all see, see how sport can make someone happy and sad. And you're you're happy Everything. this week, and I'm quite sad this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and back by popular demand, Greg. How are you? I'm back. Yes. Uh, well, it's been a disappointing week for me on the field, but I uh, look forward to discussing it all in this episode. Nah, perfect, perfect. Michael unfortunately can't make it, and um, we're hoping um, Elaine jumps on, although I think uh, maybe he's still sleeping uh, in France at this time, but hopefully we'll get him on sooner uh, rather than later. Uh, We'll start with Europe. Stephen, um, 3-0 loss at home. Uh, Anyway, what do you say about that? Yeah, it was very warranted. Oh, my goodness me. We... Oh, that George, you know, I don't want to over exaggerate in these things, no, um, it but it, it's, it's probably the worst European game I've seen us play mm-hmm. since the 2017 18 season. That's not me comparing us to Besnik Hassi team. Like, people, a lot of people I've seen been doing that lately, and I think that that's a ridiculous comparison. There's no comparison whatsoever. That team was dreadful, but it was an embarrassing performance. But at the end of the day, there is context to it. You know, Atalanta have a fantastic team. They have, a, they have a budget three, four times bigger than us. Um, they're not in good form, so we should have taken advantage of that. And to be honest, we should have played better. We should have capitalised on um, the first leg. And only a couple of players come out of that game looking like they tried, to be honest. And I'm re- I was I was disappointed, as all Olympiagos fans are, that we go out of Europe at this stage because it was avoidable. We, we could have topped the group. Um, we could have won the game against Atalanta in Bergamo but we did not um, on both fronts. So another exit from European you're, you're, football. Yeah, you're being very generous, man. I thought we were pathetic. Um, yeah, we were. We the were lineup, rubbish, the, lineup, to, the lineup was you know pathetic. Me. The lineup was pathetic. It, it had no – it didn't inspire anyone um, to think that you can overturn it. Formation was all wrong as well. 3-5-2. I mean, I know yeah, we well, played 3 3 and it's not too dissimilar. Lineup formations that... for me, but – it was garbage. We played like garbage, and we deserved to cop that loss. Um, and I'm yeah, we the did. first time I've um, ever going to be very critical of Martins. He has no balls in it. He showed absolutely no balls in this game, um, in a really important game at home, um, to to really push a team that you know a two-one deficit in the return leg at home. You shouldn't be pulling out these formations. I don't know what he was thinking. We didn't have a thinking. shot on target, George. Yeah, no, that's what I'm target. saying. And, and I'm, I'm, first time I've ever been critical of Martins, but I hope that he got his ass kicked just as much as the players for this formation and this team that he put out. Because it doesn't well, make sense. Again, my argument has always been, Stephen, is that if we're playing, we're not playing this formation week in, week out. We're only we're only adapting to it during European ties, and it's just an absolute garbage formation. And it just it, there's no creativity within it. We've got too many defensive people in the midfield. We're playing three centre backs that aren't exactly you know the type that will push forward. It just and there's been a bit of fallout from this. A lot of criticism on on Oleg, which I think is a tad harsh, but you know he. He, he didn't perform that evening. Lala didn't perform. He actually set up one of Atalanta's goals, which was quite they're embarrassing. Not, they're not going to perform when they're playing in a foreign formation. You're playing no. one week, one game you're playing as a left or right back. The next game you're playing as a wing back. It, it's not, um, it, it doesn't yeah. bode well with me. Um, Onyekuru was... Ugh. I was just going to say, actually, yeah, Onyekuru, 
I, a lot of people have given up on him now um, from the from the supporters and a lot of and there's been news about him being transfer listed supposedly for the summer. I mean, it's still a few months till the summer, but I think it looks like he's going to be on his way. And I'm, and I'm not too disappointed. I, I gave him a, a bit more time than I think a lot of other people did. But I think it's done now. I, there are players in there are players in better form who aren't getting started consistently, whether that be through injury or just he play, he plays over them like Gary Rodriguez um, and even Carvalho is starting to prove his worth we, we a lot should, more. We than should have started in this game him. anyway. I mean, they, these guys weren't available for the European ties, so we don't even worry yes. about them. But it, it just doesn't make sense to me when you, you're leaving Masuras on the bench, you're leaving Valbuena on the bench, you, you're leaving El Arabi on the bench. These guys are big game players, and we needed big game players in this game. And that was my that that's my argument. Big game players play big games now. Whether you can sit there and your argument could be that Vrusai, oh sorry, not Vrusai, uh, Valbuena is you know forty years old and he can't play a full match. Fine, you know you're subbing Masuras on in the forty sixth minute and you're giving you're getting him on in the sixtieth minute. So you can he could clearly last the half. You know Onyekuru was coming off halfway through, early on in the second half. Uh, Cisse came off just at half time. So for me it was just it was just a rudderless performance and I just clearly for the first time I'm questioning what the hell was Martin's thinking with this lineup because it was absolutely mm. shocking and I never want to see this crap again it, it, we can't it, we've shown our inability to play this formation at any type of level that he wants us to play especially in Europe and not consistently either there's nah. been one or two games where it's worked and it nah. hasn't even resulted in us going yeah. to the next when, round when you when you play Lamia when you play you know Apollon Smenis with this lineup it's a different kettle of fish to when you play well, that's the uh, difference that's the difference though George because against these kind of teams we're playing the 4231 which suits us best but then when we're coming up against a bigger team in Greece or playing in Europe we're reverting to this and yeah and it's, there's no like ball, I said it's worked no on occasion but move. not when it's well, not when it's necessary. And I think uh, even if we'd lost using playing 4 2 3 1, I probably would rather have seen that at this point. If we, we lost, just stuck to it. You, you got to lose with class. And we didn't lose with class. We just, no. we lost disgracefully. At least know. last season against Arsenal, we went out in the second leg, but at least we won and we showed what we're capable of. Yeah. You know, and people people were disappointed, but at the same time, we thought that there was going to be hope for the next season. And, and this team is talented. We've said it from the beginning. This team is talented enough to go further. But yeah. Anyway, it is, what it, is. it is what it is, man. We'll wrap that up because I think we're boring everyone. I think everyone's gotten the gist of how pathetic that uh, that final yeah, game was. Basically, we bigger crap, and better things, so. hopefully, for Olympiacos in Europe next season. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Um, on a brighter note, though, bulk 2-1 winners over FC Michelin, uh, which got them uh, into a penalty shootout there. Um and they converted all their penalties to win the match 5-3. Prior to that, uh, Zivkovic got the goal starting in the 20th minute, and Verinha, six minutes later, doubled their lead. They were oh, going quite well there, but then uh, Daniel Hogue uh, pulled one back in the 80th minute, and it was a little bit testy towards the end of the match, but um, Paul got through. Greg, um, congratulations to him. How did you see this one? Uh, look, they nearly, nearly stuffed it up, but, uh, nearly, but... yeah, both teams, um, had some big, ch- like that was, it was, um, two, one and both teams then started uh, missing a lot of chances and the Danes went pretty close, uh, a couple of times there when I thought they were going to ruin everything. But, um, at the end all the, all the Super League uh, penalties for Bulk have paid off and they all scored the penalties. So, uh, at least that's good for something and they go through to the last 16. 
<laughs> well, they they do too, man. And uh, this is why it's been building up to. It's been building up to a nice European campaign for them. They got one on the weekend. They, they got did. another penalty on the yeah, way. And Kutich did. didn't take it either. No, that's what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, looks he's like, oh, he's up had enough. It was, a, um, it was a good win. It was a good win for them. It gets us, um, obviously, it gets a Greek team progressing into the fi- is it final 16. Yeah. Final uh, 16. Yeah, yeah. round yeah. 16. Round it's six. a favourable draw. It is, it is too. Very favourable. That's probably the most favourable out of the possible opponents. And I think, and I think there's also double points on offer uh, for coefficient in this round, uh, moving wow. forward as well. As, what, what's good as well is George. You know, De- Denmark were an integral rival to try and get at, into the top fifteen. So yes. a lot of our, a lot of Greece's coefficient rivals are out. Like they don't have any teams. I think Turkey don't have a team now. I know they have Galatasaray still. They have one team. Um, Cyprus don't have any teams. Um, so yeah, there's a few. There's a few um, areas in which Greece can now maybe try and cement top 15, maybe no, even 16. Ab- absolutely, yeah. So, um, look, congratulations to Park. And um, if only Elaine was on here now, so he could give us a bit more of an in-depth because he was, he was absolutely flying. But um, uh, well, they, just, they should have they should have done it easier. They should have done so, it easier. I guess they got the job done, they, but that they, would have been the most bulk capitulation ever. Well, they, they started off the match really well. Yeah. Um, I only got to see the first half, unfortunately. Um just because of the time, um, but they started off really well, and I thought, okay, they're, they're going to probably cruise on home with this one. But uh, yeah, didn't uh, they went down to the wire. Look, but it's a good win as well, you know, for for a Greek team to be able to sustain 120 minutes worth of football and go into a clutch situation with penalties and be able to, you know, progress through like that. So, um, you know, kudos to them there. So, yeah, one team left in, in Europe, um, Balk. Hopefully they can fly the flag for, obviously, the club and their fans and also for Greek football as a whole there to try to get us up that coefficient ladder and try to get two teams into uh, Champions League. Because I think 15 spot gets two teams, not next season, but this, the, the following year. I so, think you're right, yeah. Maybe. Well, I think like both... Two in Champions start- League and three in Conference uh, League. yeah. So, yeah, so it gives us – yeah, so there you go. Greg knows it all. Um, but not next season, the the following season. Season so, Yeah. All right, moving on, Super League. Let's just bring that up there. So uh, there was a few midweek games, and we'll start off with um, Astedas, 2-0 winners over Lamia. Uh, Barales and Riera got the goals in the 34th and 37th minute there. Uh, for Astelas, so they're uh, creeping up there, and with Bus losing their points, they, they butchered it on the weekend. They, well, they did, they did, bu- they did butcher it for themselves, and it, yeah. it was interesting how they got these points here, thinking they can progress yeah. up with yeah. what happened. Um, but you know, didn't work out for them. Um, although Aris, new coach, bounce perhaps they had a three nil win over Atromitos. Um, Daniel, oh, sorry, Daniel Mancini got a double in the. 45th minute and the 58th minute, and Juan Itorbe pulled the last goal on the 83rd minute there over Atromitos, who um, are a bit all over the shop there lately. Moving on, Ionikos, four-nil winners over Apollon Spinia. Now, I think that was Apollon's... Um, was that Dennis's first match as a sixth-time coach of that club? Sixth, sixth time, yeah. Well, didn't do See, anything. It, it, I've lost count how many coaches they've had for the season. They had that guy Mario. F- they had that German, didn't they? They've had Festa twice. They Festa. started with Festa. Festa was coaching this game. This is when it all got him sacked. 
Okay, Festa was coaching this game. Yeah. They started with there was Petrakis, Festa twice. There was a German guy. Got now Tennis. Yeah, the German yeah. guy. And they're still going to finish I've, I've last. I lost count. Yeah, yeah, they, they will, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, um, all right, so Festa lost his job again at the end of this match here. Um, yeah. Kiakos double in the eighth and 18th minute, um, 32nd minute. Um, Muncie's got the third goal. They're sailing there. Um, penalty missed by Ionidis in the 80, in the 58th minute by um, Apollon didn't help. And a few minutes later, um, Adil Rally. Raili got sent off um, for the away side and uh, Dalcio Gomez pulled the goal in the 88th minute for uh, Ionikos there, who are still hovering around the relegation zone, albeit uh, pulling results. Big shout to that Yanis Giacos. He's a, I've been keeping an eye on him. He's a midfielder, played at Volos last year and he's at Ionikos this year. Yep. I've been impressed with this guy. He's a, he's a good little player, um, uh, just remember that name. Uh, he's look. He's twenty four, so I don't know if anything big will come of him. But I've watched him a fair bit at Ionikos and at Volos last year, and um, an impressive player. He runs a fair bit. He can score. He puts some really good passes through. He's a holding midfielder as well, which is something that we don't have a, a great deal of in Greece. So, um, man, good good player. He's a uh, lefty, I believe. Um, he's actually German-born and started his career in Germany for mm. um, FSV Erlenbruck, then Wurzburger Kickers, um, and then just kicked on a few clubs. And then he got his start at Banionios and was at Volos and now Ionikos. So, yeah, 24-year-old. So keep an eye on this uh, young Greek-German. All right. Where are we? <coughs> Pardon me. Moving on, Asteras. So this was a game that Nico was referring yeah, to. Asteras ho- hosted Aris, which obviously, as he referred to, was a big six-pointer there. But um, unfortunately for Asteras, or joy for Aris, Aris got the points, two nil winners. Um, Kamara in the 41st minute, um, and in the 97th minute, Lucas Sasha doubled the lead for Aris, who got all the points in this match. Um now, by all accounts, Asteras didn't play well, I believe. Did you get to catch this one, Greg or Nico? I saw a bit of this, they, and um, they're, they're definitely not. They're nothing. They, they went through a peak in the mid-season, Asteras. Yeah, um, they normally do. The form hasn't been great lately. Adis was much better. Um, and uh, they, they've just looked a lot more organised and a lot more lethal in attack at Adis. Uh, they were, they had game, they were they absolutely annihilated Atromitos. And even in this game... Um, you know, a game that probably would have ended near law with missed chances in the past for Aris, uh, a very good 2-0 yeah. win for him. That's, that, that's yeah, along the lines of what I was going to say. Both goals were pretty preventable from an Asteras point of view. But the second one, they just, they're just trying to commit bodies forward in search yeah. of the equaliser and they get yeah. caught out. And they get caught out there. It, it's interesting. But that, well. that new manager bounce you mentioned is crazy and it's happening with Aris. No, none of us saw it coming last week. We wrote them off for the top. No, no. You know, and, um, it's going to be an enjoyable uh, last round. I wish I was on. <laughs> there you go I mean look with Artis as well if you look at him I remember one of the big things that Michael get, and Michael saying. kept talking about Artis how they're, they're not playing players in position you know where, we've, where have we heard that before but um, if you look at their lineup you're pretty much seeing everyone playing in their position um, with a striker up front so you know, you revert back to basic football and um, you generally get results or, or you, you start to see something happening rather than anti-football at times. 
Um, Panitolikos, nil or with Volos. Uh, Volos had a play sent off in the 96th minute. Um, but that kind of ended oh, both teams, I guess, their aspirations or their faint hopes of uh, cracking into the top six there. It's a shame for Panitolikos. They should have won this game. They're, they're, they're a great team to watch. Uh, Garelis and Mendoza are up front. What a combination. Uh, and then they've got, um, oh, I forgot his name, the Panathinaikos, the former Panathinaikos player, Vergos as well Vergos, on the bench. Yeah. Um, they play, and they've got, look, they've got some great players. It's just, they should have, they should have won this game. They had the chances. And if they won, they would have had a, a slight mathematical chance of making the top six. So uh, they were a team I was really hoping would continue their run because they, they've been in all the big teams, but they keep drawing against the, the middle uh, bit of middle base teams, but um, unlike in this one, and it's a good opportunity. Okay, so the, yeah. the, the best thing I, I, I guess, if I'm trying to find something good out of the split league, is for a club like Panitolikos to be able to keep kicking on and to be able to actually finish best of the rest because that would be big for them. Um, don't know what it means, oh, but yeah, I was going to say the negative. I was going to focus on the negatives to that split. Yeah, oh. look, I'm trying to find because go for a nickel because there's, there no, there's nothing to play for now. There's for nothing to for play both, for. For both, too. Yeah, I oh, know. Well, that's a reality because they won't get relegated. And, and, they and can't you know what anything. makes it worse? The, the top six play each other twice, whereas the bottom eight only play each other once. Mm. So it's 10, 10 more games to go after next weekend for the top six, only seven games to go for the bottom eight. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, no, you're, no, playing, no, you're playing for a squad position, basically, for I, next, I, for I was, next season. I was trying to find uh, positives for that. But no, it, it's crap because like, <laughs> yeah. like Greg was saying, they're playing, they're playing nice, enterprising football. So they could have been, if it was just a regular season with all teams playing each other, they could have wrecked club's dreams of finishing in yeah. first or second, third, getting a European spot. But um, now when you speak the league, you pretty much guarantee what the you know, results Anyway, we've spoken about and I'm, this. I'm hearing this criticism of other leagues that have this problem as well with the split um, kind of system, like in Belgium and Scotland and Cyprus, people having major issues with it. So it's a system that not is not loved, uh, not only in Greece, but everywhere where yeah, they've I mean, implemented it. You're watering down all the all these fantastic matches. Why? But... Modern football. Why does, it, why does it have to come to this? Yeah, but it's, yeah. Always, it's, not, it's not that smart modern football, Greg. It's always Greek football wants to take it to another level of Malakias. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. And then the North and South in the second division makes no sense either, but I digress. Um, Bulk, after their impressive European outing, um, maybe their legs were a little bit tired. They had a... <clears throat> A one or draw with only course. Uh, a Stefan Schwab goal got penalty, sorry, penalty. <laughs> yeah, in the 33rd minute was cancelled out in the 58th minute by Thuram for Ionikos, and that's how it ended. So I guess you can, um, I don't know, you, you can forgive Bauk for, for this result there um, after their big European campaign. Ionikos has a knack of, of getting these types of results, and this is what's going to keep them up in their first season. Yeah, they yeah. picked up four points. They won in midweek, and they went to a really hard place to go and play at, and got a point. Yep, hard yep. four point from come from behind. And Bulk have Baskalakis to thank. We produced a couple of big saves as well. They, they were a threat on the break, and it was a top goal they scored. Or Suram. Suram. Yeah, it worked. It worked an extra second of space, and he finished well. Yeah. No, I guess the only other thing, if we want to find another positive nickel with the split split league, is uh. Clubs like Yoni Kos are going to want to make sure that they're not going to get stuck in a relegation battle, whereas, you know, yeah, the, cl- the clubs underneath them are going to be playing their hearts out. So 
we're either going to get nice enterprising football or we're going to get the ugliest style of Greek football <laughs> we've seen in the bottom half of the table, which it's probably going to be the latter. But anyway, um, Stephen, Olympiacos, two new winners over Ofi. Uh, Gary Rodriguez in the 19th minute uh, got the goal started. El Arabi assist. Uh, Kostas Yanulis got sent off in the 70th minute. And a uh, Fiorin Dunmishai own goal. Well, it went to him as an own goal in the 89th minute. Um, well, he, he only he only directly headed into, into Olympia Goal. goal. was quite incredible. I couldn't believe what I saw. He tra- challenged the ball from a defender and then uh, and then forcefully headed it into an own goal. It was just unbelievable if anyone's seen it. Against his old side. Okay, yeah, it was like a... <laughs> I'm leaving that. Stephen, how'd you, how'd you see this one, mate? Um, besides, you know... Dermashai helping out his former club a little bit. We we probably could have scored a couple more. We should have scored a two We should have scored many more. One was yeah. a blatant handball. Um, the other one, maybe the second goal that he scored that was ruled out, probably a little bit unlucky, but he looked good. Um, yeah. Carvalho looks really energized. He was nice to see in the team. Gidsos looks really good. I was impressed with Gidsos on yep. at left back. Very impressed with him. I hope he gets some more minutes in the latter stage of the season because. Oleg needs a rest, I think. Um, bit of a rotated team as well. Bukalakis and Bar played and they look fine. Um, very routine. They didn't have a shot on target. We controlled the game. Gary Rodriguez is back from injury. Also looks brilliant. I wish he was available and fully fit for the European games, but he, there we go. There we go. Um, I, I hope this is the, like some of the players that performed this weekend, like I said, um, I hope they get a bit more of a, a look in and Good news for us, Gostas Fortunis will rejoin the senior team yes. um, after his final game in the, for the B squad last weekend. So yeah. hopefully we will see a bit more of him going into the playoffs, which is yeah. what we both said would happen. Um, and I'm happy that he's back. Yeah, no, it'll be a good it'll be a good little tussle between him and Carvalho for the um for the number ten spot or the, and the centre midfield as well. But and arguable, yeah. yeah. Well, the arguable yeah. is a bit more versatile in that in that sense as well. So exactly. um, it'll be a good headache for Martins to have. Hopefully, um, post European campaign failure, he can uh, finish the season off strongly and get some um get the fans. Yeah, I think the expectation is the double. Now that we're out of Europe, the double is is the requirement um, playing nice football as well? We haven't played nice yeah, football playing nice collectively football, which we this did play. season. Like we played really good football, and you know, people say, "Oh, it's Offy," but like Offy have been all right this season. No, so I'm right. and I'm happy. They were. They've been good until this game. Yeah, no, they've yeah. been. They were all right. They just yeah. I think Olympia. Anyway, yeah, Olympiacos got the win. I just hope they can kick on and play some nice enterprising football till the end yeah. of the season and uh, get the double. Uh, moving on, the Athenian derby. Uh, there's a happy man here and a sad man here. Panathinaikos, three new winners over Aik. Um, it was a slaughter in the first half. Um, Eitor penalty in the 16th minute. Palacios doubled the lead two minutes later. Ten minutes later, um, Ioannidis tripled the lead. Um, three nil, it went at half time, and that's all she wrote. Nico, we'll start with you because you're happy. Oh, buzzing. Oh, that, that, that's our performance of the season. Uh, now the benchmark's been set for the run-in, for the cup and for the league. Now, now we've got, got to go for it. So and, you had... and the moral of the story here is play without fear in every bloody game. Every game. When it, if it's on the road against the Minos or in the derbies. Oh, we've played within our shell too many times this season. 
We're a yeah. bloody good side on our day. We just yeah. haven't seen it enough. Inconsistency's been our issue. Yeah. When it clicks, it clicks, and we're hard to stop when it clicks. And you and you got all your guys coming back into um, the team as well, yeah. and they're all playing. And um, who, who are you yeah. missing now? Just um, Makeda. Yeah, and we've got look, you knew this now for this game, like for example, he started ahead of Carlito, so there's depth mm. there as well. And even you look at the midfield, Gatsinovich comes off and Gurbelis replaces him. Yep. Well, that's right, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Alexandropoulos had a start as well. Um, and he came yeah, he in well. the 77th minute. He um, played really well. And we, we started this game with three Greeks, which is the most in a while. <laughs> I can't believe Pauk is saying, Pauk fans are even saying that. It's kind of, you know, it's, it should Parthenikos fans, sorry. Well, I was going to um, say, how does Pauk come No, in? no, no. Yeah. Oh, my head's all over the place. Um, I can't believe Parthenikos fans are saying, you know, we started yeah. with three, Greek, three Greeks. We're happy. Yeah. Well, started. that's where the league's at. Yeah, no, that's true. But we, we should have won this game by a lot more as well. Yeah, I knew this. The, the, he, took, he took his goal really nicely, but he didn't have time to think about it. The other two really big chances he missed, he had a bit more time to think about it. Yeah. And Schenkerveld had a really big chance off a set piece. Greg, Yannikis, uh, is his time up? I think so. His his substitutes in this game were pretty poor. Um, look, we've got two, we've got two big issues. Uh, we've got an inexperienced coach whose subs kind of summed up uh, at halftime. You knew we were nothing was going to change for us because he changed the left back uh, for a left back um, and uh, a, a defensive midfielder for a defensive midfielder that were exactly the same type of player. Um, uh, look, the other part is on the players. Um, this game totally highlighted how bad our defence is with uh, Vranjas and Zavellas. Yeah, Zavellas the second goal. To, uh, Greg, the second one uh, that, that you guys that, that's That's Vranjas. Yeah. Um, that's both of them in a nutshell. First, Zavellas, mate, I don't know what's happened. He had, you know, really good performances for the ethnic game. I was kind of, I was, um, I was happy he came, but his marking is, is terrible. Um, and Vranjas is really bad. He's, he's, he's a, a disaster all the time. Um, every time you and has got the ball, you probably noticed that Vranjas kept like dropping and, and going for a slide tackle. It was ridiculous. And that's when, um, that's when, Vrani- uh, sorry, you and could have had that, that to make a fornial, but it was a constant. Uh, I've seen it all season. Uh, Vranjas make, make show busy, make show, makes himself look like he's doing something, but all he's doing is diving and doing nothing. Um, uh, also Lazarus Rota, um, penalty a game, uh, a danger there, and he he, he gave Panathinaikos that that first penalty. Um, just ridiculous. He's and he's been doing that all season. So I'm not. He's a good player, but um, he he's just so dangerous in the box, and I don't think uh, he's going to do the ethnic or much good um, going forward because he he's been doing this all season for us, and he's a real danger. Um, we missed a fair few chances ourselves, yeah. um, which uh, would have made this game very interesting if we could have at least scored. One of those at some stage, especially in the first half. Um, but um, ordinary coaching, uh, very, very bad defense, you know, school kid era. Um, and how we didn't purchase defenders in the offseason when you've got Tavellas and Branyas there. And, um, you know, you've got Mitoglu on the bench, but he's, he's a very slow defender as well. And then you've got Svarna. So you've got no no depth there in, in center back for AEC. Um, and this is a huge problem for us. We've seen it. Um, cost us many games. It cost us against Olympiacos. It's cost us points against smaller teams. Um, uh, you know, danger zone every time. Every time Barthenaikos went forward, it was heart attack stuff for me. It was, what are they going to do now? Because you can turn Vranjas very easy. 
Tavellas, uh, his marking wasn't great, and Rota can give away a penalty anytime. And the Iranian uh, left backs, um, Khajusafi and Mohmadi, that none of them was was any effective either. So it was a real nightmare every time Panathinaikos went forward. Yeah. The, the subs, your subs were baffling in the sense that they were players that probably should have started the halftime. Well, um, I, I really I, he took off Zuba and put on. Um, he took off Zuba and put Mandela on. Where yeah. I would have, I would have kept Zuba on. I would have probably put, uh, I would have maybe taken an, an Amrabat off because uh, there's a lot of running and a lot of ball played, but um, oh, oh, the end product is not there. And Araujo was on the bench too. That, um, that was the big one. That was the one I was. Yeah, thinking. he's been. Uh, he, he it would have been good to have him start. I mean, he had one chance and he did put it away. Um, so I would have had Araujo and Zuba playing all, uh, you know, close to 90 minutes. And Mandalos did okay when he came on. So <laughs> I don't know what that means because uh, Poyot was there and I'm sure he would have taken notice of uh, Mandalos. So uh, he, see what he, happens He there. took notice of Ioan the, the uh, Yeah, it's, it's hard not to because... Yeah. Um, and Nick, you'll know better, but generally he's putting away his chances. Yeah, okay, he had that chance that he could have made it for me. But um, good, strong, tall player, holds the ball up well and can nah, finish for the most part. You hit the nail on the head. The bigger, his biggest strength is that, that his size and his strength. And yeah. he's finishing, you know, he can be improved. I think not only this game, in previous weeks as well. I think, yeah, he could, could have done a bit better sometimes, but oh, brilliant player. So, Lots of potential. So, Nico, you've, you've set the bench. Well, this match is for you has set the benchmark how Parthenay should be able to play the their league football. The League and Cup. Showing how they can play football. So, there's no real reason why they can't put the foot down. If they can do it against a bigger side, they should be able to continue this, um, this trend going on. Every time I say this, it backfires. We, we don't go to the next level. Now we're only three points off eight. Let's go and catch them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to, you've I've played one like more three game. Three or four times. You've, you've yeah, played another game with them. That's a game. Well, they've, more, got, they've got a tricky game in midweek coming up against Paul. Yeah. And then, uh, it, then it's another tricky one on the last day against Asteras. Greg, what's the go from here? What do you, what do you want to see done? Uh, it's hard. Because I, I, don't I don't think, I don't think, I, we can I don't do think you're going to sack the coach. I don't think the coach is going to get sacked. Unless, uh, unless not this then, late in. what's the point? Yeah. I reckon. Um, I reckon. I reckon he'll get sacked if he loses the next two matches, and then when the yeah, league probably, split, yeah. and then when the league splits, they'll they'll just start afresh. I think well, if he, yeah, if he yeah. can limp you guys into the um, playoffs, and if he's got the job, if he keeps his job in the split league, then I think he'll keep it till the end of the year. Yeah, but look, if, if his if his tactics are as bad against Bulk as they were today against sorry against Panthers, of course, um, that'll send alarm bells ringing, and it, um. It might even be better to sort of get someone. Oh, but then again, you know, it's really hard to to logistically get someone uh, the name you want now for next season. So it's John a logistical <laughs> John Van Ship. Um, yeah, no. and he'll keep Tavellas on. Um, and and Zvarna. So uh, that number will come double. Um, and he'll bring back a set that's back to Greece as well. Yeah. <laughs> now look, I that we have a huge problem in defense, and uh, I don't think it's good enough against teams like. Olympiakos, Pauk, and Panathinaikos, and even Aris now. Um, so the game against Pauk on uh, on our Thursday morning in Sydney, Melbourne slash Wednesday night in Greece, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see what we uphold and how we do there because um, I, I see huge problems there uh, in every left back, centre back, and right back. Um, so watch this space. It's a, it's a, and I called it at the start of the season that this defence has been yeah, horrible do. for some time. Um, and you just see the cracks of it uh, against Panathinaikos, and Balk might very well um, run over it as well. But with, with decent and attack, we've got to put our chances away if we've got any chance 
Or Watch winning. this space. Yeah, it's what's it's, the, the derby record now for Ike is like horrid. Oh, terrible, terrible. It We've would be uh, terrible. I did have the stats a few weeks ago. I haven't I didn't even um, I can give you head to head against Martin Aikos, or do you want all derbies? I was just going to, in general, including Olympiacos. Okay. I've, oh. I've only got the Pathnaikos ones. Against Olympia, I know Olympi- against Olympiacos. Olympiacos, we've, games straight we've, without we've, we've even wiped the floor in a lot of the and games. I think Falk's only like one in eight or something. One um, in with you guys, uh, there was a one nil win for AEC. Earlier this season. Um, yeah. And then we've got one or draws, one or draws, 2-1. So it's kind of even with between you guys. Um, well, no, AX probably got a few more wins. You had a 3 2 win in 2019. So, no, AX probably, got, AX probably got the, the upper hand against you guys. Um, yeah, chucked yeah, in with a few more. Just his only team, yeah. Yeah, chucked we, in. We beat uh, Pauk. I think we, we beat the last time we beat Pauk was in uh, this is purely, I think, league uh, in the league was 2017. Jeez. Because um, we beat him. Um, I haven't got this, I haven't got the cup stuff. I don't know. We, we beat him in a cup match. Um, not long ago, but um, in uh, in the league, it's 2017. If I'm not, if this app is telling me the right thing, yeah, I'm sure it, it is. seems yeah, a while yeah. ago. Yeah, before, oh, so, yeah. Just one thing before we let this one go, yeah. uh, our, our performance of our wingers, uh, Palacios, and especially Aitor, he's been our best player in the 2022, uh, the last couple of months, the last probably eight weeks or so. He's always been starting eight door, hasn't he? He's, he's been, he's last been... year, he was hot and cold. He was really inconsistent, but he's been so good the last, as I said, six to eight weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good signs for your club. Uh, interesting times for Aik moving forward. And, um, and don't forget, Aik is going to have the new stadium reopened next season. So, you know, round I'd, one. I'd expect it's expected for round one. I'd expect Melissa Nevis to have some type of big motivation to, uh, with that in mind, to get. Uh, a respectable team together. You would think so. Yeah, I mean, you would think so. Considering it's taken, you know, twenty odd years to get this stadium from when the old stadium closed to yeah. this one start opening. So you'd think that uh, the time is now to to open up the the, the pockets and uh, get some decent players into the team. Therefore, you guys have a nice little push. Um, two more games to finish off the se- uh, finish off the round. Sorry, Atromitos two nil winners over Apollon. Um, Kuluri's double, so I think he's got ten goals this season um, for the struggling Atromitos. There, he's so joint they're... third top scorer now, George. With joint Elfa. top. No, there you go. Eh? For, for the yeah, team in fourteen, top scorer. Yeah, no, what are they? Fourteen. Didn't no, he do? Didn't he do that last time as well when he was playing for him? Wasn't he like leading goal scorer? I think he was the top scorer back then. He was the yeah. top scorer. I mean, they, yeah, weren't, they weren't coming yeah. second, last, third. They were last, in the European yeah. spot. Yeah, that was the only difference. They're actually playing nice football there. So, um, yeah, they're trying their hardest to pull themselves out of the mess that they're in um, there with their indifferent results, whilst um, Apollon, I think, are as good as done. Unless Can I just say, Apollon was a little bit hard done by in this game. Uh, you did yeah. say that, Greg. They... Yeah. they it was one nil Atromitos. They scored three goals, which were all just offside. They actually scored a fourth, which for me was t- definitely onside, and that got taken off him as well. And then um, Kuluri scored the the second goal, which had the, the the linesman. I don't know how he thought he was offside. He put the flag up to say oh, offside. Yeah. <laughs> and then they saw in the replay he was onside, so they gave the two nil just to rub it into the poor little Poland fans who would have been at the game. So um, you know, it, it's it's tough times, but it's a for a Poland who has struggled for goals. 
uh, all year. Um, it was it's, it's something to sort of take away from this match that they were able to get um, goals in the back of the net, if all be uh, VAR ruin the day. Yeah. The only thing for them now is they've got two games against Lamia. Uh, one game, sorry. Two. One game against Lamia. Now to reduce that gap, I think it's five points at the moment. Yeah. No, reduce that, win that, and take it to a two point gap. Yep. So we'll see how they go there. It was um, an enjoyable for- game, though, that one. Final game of the round, uh, Pasianina, after their uh, news that they lost their points during the week, had a 1-0 win over um, Lamia there. Um, Marvin Piesman, just before halftime, got the goal, and that's how it ended there. Um, looking at the table, uh, Olympiacos, 24 points. Uh, sorry, 24 matches, 62 points. Paok on 20, 49 points. Ayek, 42 points. Panathinaikos have played 25 matches. And they're on 39 points. Aris, 25 matches as well, 36. Astelas, 24 matches, uh, sitting in sixth spot on 35 points. Uh, Pasianina, 34. Orfi, 34. Um, and that's pretty much who can really fight it out for yeah. the top six spots. It's four teams really fighting for two spots. For two spots, yeah. And if Artis and Pass get their points back, then forget about it. Yeah. Um, I think that would, yeah, that would cause, yeah. That's that'd be done and dusted there. Um, Panitolikos 29 points, Volos 29 points, Ionikos 26, Atromitos 20, <coughs> uh, Lamia 18, and Apollon on 13 points. Now, fixtures coming up. Uh, Olympiakos host Asteras. So it's, it's going to be a tricky match, um, at home for Olympiakos there. So, obviously, Asteras from, from a mentality perspective for you guys because the leagues pretty much done and they're going to come and fight for their life. Well, and that's the thing, but the leagues in that aspect, yes, but because I think the fans are still pissed about how things went in Europe, you would think that they would try to make amends and, uh, and start putting these teams away, especially. And just start, that's the expectation. And even just start killing off these teams, like, okay, you know, ruining teams' opportunities to progress in football, you know, so. As Greg hope- said, though, they're, they're out of form, horribly out of form. Yeah. Um, the big match, Aik, Balk. Um, yeah, so that's... Yeah. Just on that, I did make a mistake. Uh, that app that I was reading, I thought was wrong. We did beat Balk in a playoff game in, 2000, in July 2020, 2-0 in Dumba. So, yeah, there you go. Yep, 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 2-1. Yep, yep, there you go. All right. Very good. Um, so that's a big match probably for the round there, for those two catch-up matches. And you've got Atromitos Volos. Um, Aik then host Asteras. So, again, tricky matches for Asteras. Um, and I think, uh, well, it'll, yeah, we'll see how they go and how Aik goes, especially in that match. Um, following that, then you've got Aris Olympiacos. And that's a tricky game. That is another tricky match there. So depending on uh, the point situation um, and what happens. Well, Aris with their new coach, you know, the superstar. Yeah, the new manager. Herman Burgos. We'll see how he he takes that match on. Um, Atromitos, Panathinaikos is another interesting matchup. Yeah, And speaking of how you're saying that you want the team to just start kicking on, it's another team that by rights you should be beating. Um, Teams that we've struggled against this season. Yeah. So so. proper Athens derby as well, Nico. Yeah, no, I, I um, like the, the one against Nike's a good derby. They, they, that yeah. actually produces decent games. 
for, for the yeah, Green Knob. Very true. Unlike, yeah. But Olympiacos never produced, or very rarely produces. Not lately, really, really, not anyway. for a long time. Not for yeah. a long time, yeah. So, um, yeah, and we'll go through the rest of the games, um, obviously, next week. So, they're the big ones um, coming up. Gentlemen. Ethnic, your mother news. Nico, you touched on it before. Um, Gus Poyet was uh, watching the um, AEC um, Parthenikos derby and was impressed with one of your boys. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, Fotis Ioannidis. Now, someone who's really kicked on and found a lot of form uh, in the second half of this season. The first half was a bit stop-stop for him. He barely featured uh, through injury. But he's really come on in leaps and bounds. And this is a player that... W- even before we signed him, we rated him highly when he was at Levadiakos. So we eventually Nico, got our man, and now he's finally, after all this time, playing week in, week out. So what, what's he going to be, being a Pavlikos fan, and if people don't really watch him and understand his game, what's he going to bring different to Pavlidis, um, Duvikas, or Yakumakis in the squad? Directness. Look, okay. Directness, size. Uh, fin- fin- not, he won't be scared to shoot. Mm-hmm. He won't be uh, his finishing, as I said, can be improved, but he won't be scared to take players on and shoot, even from from distance as well. Yep. So he's more of a direct, yeah, like a classic center forward. Yeah, and this okay. is so- something I, I like what Payet Boyer is doing with this. Trial him out; it's a friendly. I don't think he's going to get near being the first choice come the Nations League. Because there's others more that are more established, but it's a great time to try them. Again, again, if you 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 got to bring in players that can offer something different. So if you've got any kind of kind of tactical nous, then you can be able to change formations by making substitutions. And if you're making a sub like like what Greg was saying with Yannickis before, where all his substitutions were like for like that didn't make sense. You want to be able yeah. to see a coach, especially for an ethnic for a national team, if things aren't going, the substitutions. Uh, are then forcing formational changes, and if he's a direct player, then you can, you know, you start, you know, you're going to yeah. be getting out of him and all that. So it's it's not a bad. It's not a bad. Like, let, let's say if he went for Pavlidis, di- different different style of player to Pavlidis. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And how old is he? Uh, the early twenties. Are twenty-one? Twenty-four. No, no, you are near this. There's no way he's twenty-four. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, this has to be. Yeah. He'd have to be 2021, 20, okay. 22 max. Yep. All right. So let, let me look it up. Were there any other guys that um, Gus Poyet spoke about during uh, that we heard that about? Because that's no. the only one I really heard about during um, the meeting. There. I, I think. Well, I think um, the media. I think sorry, Mandalos would have caught his eye a little bit because um, I just think we're really, really weak in that position, and he came on and was a lot more effective than Adam Bat. What's the go yeah. there? Why why did he start him off the bench? Um, I don't know. He, he's he's come back from injury and he I know, I know he that. Played, yeah. um, he played half a game the other week and he actually scored the goal to get the winning way for Ayek, as in Mandalos. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been playing Aramba at uh, central attacking midfield for the last since Mandalos got injured and um, it's been um, it's been mixed. But as soon as Mandalos came on, there was a much better directiveness and. Um, his crosses were okay. He still takes forever to take a bloody cross, which really drives me nuts. Um, but uh, he was he was good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I knew this. Just turned twenty-two a few weeks ago. Okay. What, where did he say? Where did he start his career? What's his? Pre- he was at. Le- we got him from the Vavia course. And was he a junior? He was in the second. Go- yeah, I believe so. So he yeah. went through their system. Yeah, okay. Look. So he's he's a young gun. So one to watch. We we tracked him for about a year before we signed him. Yep. Okay. All right. 
Interesting. Well, I like it. I like it because that's how our issue is obviously scoring goals. So if we start create, we start putting in players that offer something different within the upfront realm, then maybe see, that. Um, see, this is the know. thing at, at club level. He's got the two guys I touched on before, Aitor and Palacios. Mm-hmm. The doesn't really have wingers in form. Yeah, Masuras is in form. Masuras. Masuras. What about? Oh, I reckon Lambro's been in some good form. Uh, Limios yeah, has been in good form. Limios was the one I had. Yeah, yeah Lambro's been playing well. Lazarus. Um, oh, but you've never, yeah, never no. really been. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, we've absolutely. We've never seen him at international level. Yeah, well, yeah, no, you, well, you're right there. So, look, I guess uh, lots of... Uh, Decision times for Poye, so we'll obviously talk more about the ethnic your mother as uh, things get uh, closer to that. Um, Greeks abroad, we'll start with a bit of a downer. Retsos gets his first start for Hellas Roma, uh, Hellas Verona, sorry, after his um, move to Italy, and he lasted six minutes, sadly. Um, came off injured. Now, I just a tweet I'm looking from the Greek Invaders, at Greek Invaders. So give them a follow, guys, if you want to follow all the Greeks kicking around in Italy. Um, a few updates on Retos indicate that the Greek defender may have also done a number on his abductor, in addition to a potential groin injury, um, awaiting final results from the medical team. So, yeah, I don't know, Steve. What can I say? It's been a sad story for Retsos ever since he left us. And mm. I really wanted him to get his career back on track when he was at Sinatien. And now he's now at Hellas Verona. It's another setback for him. And it's just how many more can he have? You know, I, I don't know. I hope this kid finds his career because he, I hope he doesn't become another um, Kyriakos Papadopoulos. But it looks like it might be going that way. It certainly does. Anyone want else add to that? Greg, Nicole? K-Paps Volume 2. Yeah. K-Pap yeah. Volume 2, yep. We've been heading down this traje- trajectory for a while. He was never ready. He should, he, yeah. he should never have left Greece at, at that age. He, he was just a young, raw, talented individual playing for a club that was killing yeah. everyone in the Greek League. But he certainly wasn't ready to be thrust into a... A massive transfer fee and, and what's happened to him. But, um, yeah, look, we can only hope that his uh, career finally gets it together and um, hopefully the injury isn't as bad as what it seems and he um, gets in there and, uh, you know, starts playing for his new club in Italy. Um, something that bugged me, um, bugged me quite a bit, actually. Liverpool, they got the win in their League Cup or Dinani, whatever they did. Um, Timikas celebrating like he uh, scored the winning goal in the World Cup in the 91st minute. He didn't play a minute in the game. They played the game went for 120, 120 minutes, didn't even come on as a sub. Um, I'll, I'll let other guys share their thoughts first. Nico, like, Am, oh, I, I, am think, I overreacting? Yeah, a little, a little. Okay, maybe I am. I, uh, the only reason I say that, is, look, personally, if that was me, I wouldn't have carried on to that extreme. But he, you, you, you did play in every game leading into the final. That's my argument, though, Nico. Yeah, no, I he agree. Played, I agree. Should have played because if he played, if he, if he played every game leading every played. minute of every game, and then he doesn't play, then that tells me the coach doesn't trust you. I, I, agree with you. I agree with you. You should have played the final, especially if it went to bloody extra time and penalties. Yeah. 
He should he should have played at least the part in the final. That's right. So, but the, for the him coach, celebrating, like he played his part. Like, you know what I'm trying to Carla, say? I understand. Have a beer with your mates. Don't celebrate. The way yeah. he celebrated, oh, I just, yeah. it just did my head in because I'm thinking he, he's obviously a really nice person, right? He obviously looks like a nice, genuine person. And he, I think he's enjoying his time at the club. But I think that the, the, the fact that he played every minute of every game leading up to the final and then he still got – and then he was benched for Robertson, to me just – you'd go back and on reflection say, you know what, this guy doesn't – when it comes to the crunch, he's picking that other guy over me. You know even though, they even played the second-choice keeper. Gala, that's exactly – He's got the confidence to play, but what? Yeah. That, that's my argument. Yeah. And not even giving him minutes in the final. Yeah. Like give the kid – give him – you try. Like, you either trust him or you don't. And obviously, without giving him minutes, like it's not a. Ba- I'm not bashing Simikas because he's a young guy and he's probably well, happy he's not that- young anymore. Well, he's young compared to me. But yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, Greg. He's my age, so that's a compliment. Greg, am I ever reacting? I think so, George. Oh, um, you got to remember, these guys are part of a squad. They're they're together every day. They've just won the the cup like that. Um, of course you're going to go out there and celebrate. Big yeah, deals. No. You didn't play. It doesn't matter, man. Okay, it, okay. It's, a, it's a celebration for them. It's a huge thing. It's won the, the Cup with Liverpool. Uh, you're gonna, it's it's young. You're going to go out there and club. enjoy it. It's a, they change the name every couple of years. doesn't matter. You saw the banter <laughs> between him and the fans. That's look, what you I live love, for look, oh, no, oh, no. Maybe I'm, Look, maybe I'm the, I'm the Malaka here. Um, I just uh, Look, you know what it is for me? It's, it's very right, Maybe. You go, you go, you go. First. It's very simple for me. He is our best player without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, yeah. And for and Poyet would be building the team around how do we get this guy getting good, get, given this guy. Like, essentially, not build a team around him, but build a team around him, if you know what I mean. But he's not playing. He's not playing. He's not even getting – the thing is, at Liverpool, he's either starting matches or he's not – or he's sitting on the bench all game. He's not getting scrap minutes. He's not coming on – you know, as a sub, if things are, it's either he starts or tipota. And for me, our best player at his age looks like he's comfortable in that role. You know what, George? I don't think that's a, I think that's just a trend of Jurgen Klopp. He doesn't tend to sub out his fullbacks. He doesn't do the same on the right. It's not about Jurgen. For me, it's not about Jurgen Klopp though. It's about our, our best player in the ethnic, your mother is happy being a squad player. Maybe it was the circumstances, like the way the game. I don't know if you caught that game, how it panned out. It was a really entertaining game, had it all. And yeah. in Chelsea's decision to sub off They're their first choice, yeah, and put on the other Yeah, one. I was going to say, George, like <laughs> going on what Nigol was saying, like devil's advocate, if you sub on Simikas and he does something that changes the game and that causes, you know, his confidence to go down. Like with Kepper, who yeah. got subbed on specifically for penalties, yeah. missed all of them big game and then players, missed his own man. penalty that he, he took. Big game players. He is a big matter. game player. He's, but he, big, he's got a history, Kepper, in the League Cup. He's, he's cost them before, you know. You know, like, it, we're not talking about, um, I don't know, someone. We're talking about the best Greek player on the planet at this moment. So he shouldn't be overwhelmed coming on in the 110th minute, you know. And he probably wouldn't be. He probably wouldn't be. He's played, but obviously he's played the co- European though, games. But the coach is thinking otherwise. Because he's not get, he's not getting scrap minutes at all. That That's my argument. Like, uh, again, it's got nothing to do with, I don't know, maybe I've overthought it. I just saw the celebration and I just thought, okay, you're like you celebrated on the field and you had a bit of fun and then you went back. In, like, I'm thinking, come on, there. Like, you did nothing in this game, man. Like, you should be cut. It's not about that, but George, he, yeah. he won. 
he's been you got to think you're in forget what we're thinking on the couch here you, you're a player with Liverpool you're with a squad every single day he's uh, playing I games know. in other I countries know. you're in England you're going through a lot of stuff it's not just about that one game I know, on I know. bench it's, it's and, overall and, and, I know. And also I know, more I context. Know. I know. And I know that the League Cup is the least important trophy in, in English football, but Liverpool haven't won a domestic trophy for 10 years. And the last trophy they won was the League Cup in 2012. So it is an important thing for Liverpool to win, despite it not being, you know, what uh, the FA Cup or the I League know. or the Champions oh, League. So yeah. there's, there's context really behind it. I just, but I, I, I do get where you're coming from, though, George, because we, we want to see him play consistent minutes for a club that's going to make him the first choice because he's good enough to be the first that, choice that's of, all I want. of the club. And I agree with you. I completely that, that, agree that, with that, you. That's and, my and if I had it my way, completely but from a bias perspective, I'd start him over Robertson, even though Robertson may be the high, the better player, you know. But I, you know what? I If he's happy, he's happy. If he's playing good football and he still gets called up for the Ethne gear and he still feels like he's progressing there at Liverpool, then... That's what's important. It's it's his choices, his career. I'm just old, and I want to see my players angry when they're not playing. <laughs> and I know that probably doesn't resonate, and it doesn't work in the young in the in the football modern football because they've got squads of fifty players and all that. But you know, and the old heady me is like, I'd have the shits. But maybe it's me. It is me. It is me. Um, so, look, congratulations, Costa Simicas, on the League Cup triumph. Um, and I hope, um, you know, the Liverpool, the Liverpool team end up kicking on and doing some magic things um, throughout the season with um, his involvement in it. I was going to say, you don't hope. Uh, you, uh, you hope Liverpool kick on. Well, I hope for him, for his sake, say, yeah, for yeah. his sake, not for yeah. Liverpool. He has to go about Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I hope for his sake that they uh, that they do well and he's a part of what they're doing. Um, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I do. Any, any other Greeks abroad? Yakumakis, uh, they had a nil or draw, I think. Uh, Celtic he didn't play. Didn't, didn't play, he? or I think maybe. Was that in the, in the yeah, conference they got, they got smashed they got in Europe. Up. Yeah, they yeah. lost. They're yeah. out of Europe. Yeah, at least we didn't lose to a team like Bodo Glimpse. So there's that. Yeah, there you go. Um, so that's 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 teams with Ange coaches. Until he gets things right, they're gonna they're gonna blow teams off the park and they're gonna lose to weird teams. But if you look at it, they they yeah seventy percent possession, fifty thousand shots, but couldn't put them away. So until he gets these format, until he gets everything spot on, they're gonna have those little things with uh, Ange Postecoglou. Um, I don't know, but yeah, there's no real goal scorers. The oh, the, yeah. the usuals didn't no. score over the, the weekend. Usual, they, 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 the Dutch league, they're a division. A few of them played in that. Yeah, no goals for Vikas or Bavridis this week. How did the Alcos I guess, play? I guess the, the one question play. I have is obviously um, Blaco Dimos is still getting consistent minutes, obviously, as he's the starting keeper for Benfica. But Benfica aren't <laughs> doing so well in, in the Portuguese no. league. Is there a, should he move? Should he go somewhere else? Because he was linked to Dortmund a, he was a linked while with- back. Newcastle at one stage wasn't linked he to as Newcastle well? as well, yeah. yeah. Which you never yeah. know, might still happen. Yeah, oh well, we'll see. You know, it's um I think he still he, he was he fell out of favour with another coach, I think, but there's a new coach and he's back in the team. He's the best goalkeeper at that club. I think you know, they they've been winning the league or, or there or thereabouts for the last forever. So yeah. I think we we're talking about the Greg recently, where between them and another team, I think Sporting Lisbon. Or, or no, Porto. Porto, Porto. Porto. Between Porto, Benfica, and Sporting Lisbon, the three of them have won the league. That's um, like Greece. For the last 40 years. I think Sporting Lisbon has won it three or four times. Um, and Porto, 
15 and Benfica 25 or whatever. So. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm just going off of just from knowing how many teams have won the, the Greek league over the, over yeah, the past. Not many, yeah. But I'm, nah, but, but I'm, I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure there've been less winners for the Portuguese league. Probably. Probably. Yeah, Probably. There is. And that would be quite an achievement. That would be quite an achievement. Yeah. No, the, uh, my argument when we were having that conversation wasn't about who's won more or whatever. It's just how, yeah, yeah. how did they sustainably build their league up to see clubs like Boa Vista just absolutely like, there's always Portuguese clubs and they're yeah, sitting Braga. Four, they're sitting fourth or fifth in the country. They are excellent with business though, George. They're hard to play for when they have players that um yes, Stephen, that, but that you know sold. what? 20, 30 they, years ago, they, their league wasn't any better than the Greek league. No, it wasn't. In fact, the but Greek they found league was a better. way to make it work. And yes. and you know, a lot of teams who have won major trophies like Porto with their last Champions League win, they took advantage of the fact they, they won it and they built they, on that. They, I was reading an article ages ago when they won the Euro and they got all the riches. They filtered all the money down to clubs for infrastructure purposes not not his money go buy some uh, third rate 29 year old spaniard um he you know they'd give the clubs like lamia or or on spending he's millions of dollars but you're only going to spend it on infrastructure building training grounds and building all that kind of stuff and that's how they built that that's how they you know went to the next level with all these little clubs because now you're seeing, the, you're seeing all these little clubs post them winning the um the Euro, like Falmiaco or whatever, or whatever they're called. And, and play- that's the thing, George. They, they, they over, there was a big, there was big news about how they overtook France in the coefficient for the top five leagues briefly. And people, people forget the Portuguese teams have won more Champions Leagues than the French teams have. Yeah. France have won Champions League trophy yeah. when that was with Marseille, when yeah. they first changed the European Cup to the Champions League. Yeah. But Porto and Benfica have more trophy, like European trophies than any other, all the French teams combined. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's for another conversation there. Um, it is. So um, we'll go to the questions now, guys. We've got a, quite a few questions. So um, we'll kick it off straight here with um, Nico Celtics at Nico Leon. Hello to my favorite bunch of Greeks. Yasu Nico. Um, are you happy if Bakasekitas remains captain or who would you nominate? I don't know why, but I get the feeling Poet is bullish and and makes his stamp early on the national team and gives captaincy to someone else in his yeah. new approach. Am I the only one? It's a great question. Yeah, what do you think? It's got me thinking actually. It's gonna yeah, well will he pick Pakasetas? I tell you what, a part of me is thinking he goes to one of those three center backs. And, yeah. and especially like a Siovas who he knows, or even Manolas, and, and to say I want to build it around you. You're my rock at the back, and you're my captain. Um, yeah, that would have shocked me. Zeka's not back, so he he'd be. Nah. He, yeah. Okay. So. And Vlachozim was Vlachoth- the best keeper, but he doesn't strike me as a, nah. a loud sort of captain. Nah. Look, I don't think. Look, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't like, look. I wouldn't Bellis, be surprised. I wouldn't Bellis be surprised if Bakasetas but... was the captain, but um, part of me thinks that he's not going to be an automatic 90 minute player. Yeah, it's going to depend no. on if Bakasetas plays exactly. Yeah. But my only thing is, I think. Because it's still so early on in in Puyat managing Greece, I think he will instantly just pick a lot of players that are in good form. And for his club, he is in form, or to an extent, he's 
then his club is having a good season. So I think he'll be picked based on that. But the, I don't think the captaincy is a guarantee. And maybe in the future, if he decides that give like it to I said, the player that he wants, yeah, just no, give it to I was going to say Timikas. Just give it to Timikas. He's, he's at an age there where he can be the captain yeah, for the next ten years, um, and that would hopefully you know spur him on to bigger and better things as well. Be so it's well. a great question, uh, Nico. I yeah, don't know what. I guess well, I guess we're going to find out soon. It is, and um, thanks for the shout out. Favorite yeah, bunch of Greeks. Well. There you go. Is Nico? <laughs> is Nico Greek? Are you? Is he at Nico Leon? Are you Greek or part Greek or what's Boston Celtics? Bath Nick No, I don't know. All right, let us know. Um, Mukles at Mukles Triple One. Do you fellas think Aris or Asteras can finish above Panathinaikos this season? Bana being well, disappointing. Oof. Mathematically, they can't in the regular season, but all to play for in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So, um, have you think? Do you think they've been disappointing this season? Who Aris? Panathinaikos. Well, yeah, we've lost ten games. But do you think, in the context of your season, it's been disappointing? It's because where, it, you're, where, it's about, it's about where where you, what I'm saying. Everyone, you, me, and everyone else. Where well, we you're predicted. You're sitting where, you, where everyone would probably think you'd Fourth be sitting. Fifth, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Maybe like with the opportunities that you've had and the missed opportunities, you could have oh, been wow. higher. So maybe oh, that's wow. probably what um, we're thinking there. Um, thanks, Mukles. Um, Nick Kalathakis, who would you all like to see start the friendly games at the end of the month for the ethnic Um Nick? Mr. Kalathakis, whoever is in form in their position, that's as easy as it gets for me. Yeah, um, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex Kutakos, hey Kutakos, um, should Poye call up recently injured players like Fortunis and Zeka to make good first impressions and to build a core, or should he not and prioritize the incorporation of others? That's a great question, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know about Zeka because he's is he playing? I'm not sure. You look at it in two ways for me. Fortunis and Zeka, I would bring them in, not necessarily if they're not ready, I would say, boys, come, spend a bit of time with the guys here. You know, you're both coming back from injury anyway, so train or whatever. It all depends on what their clubs are going to want them to do as well. Yeah, but even would you okay if the club said yes, even now, like Fortunis hasn't even played for the top side, you're no, that's right. Yeah, so you're you're going to call him straight into the ethnic year. That's not not necessarily to play, but just to get even to to get the good feel, the feel good factor back within the squad. Um, it's interesting, eh, Alex? Good question. What would you do, Alex? And the friendlies is a good chance to do it because the games essentially mean nothing other than for the manager to see what the players individually can do and what system he likes, perhaps. So I don't see why not, but I guess, like we said previously, I think form will come into it more than, than that. But, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to see Fortunis in the yeah. ethnic squad. So, so, so uh, John Costiantos um, replied back to that. He goes, Zeka, probably not. Fortunis, yes, as he, can st- as he still has a lot, of, lot to offer. Um, and can be a centerpiece. Um, I think Zeka has a lot to offer, depending on how he comes back into from his injury. I think, I think both fit and firing. I'd have them both starting. Um, yeah, because we don't really, as someone, I think it was you that said it before. We don't have a defensive proper defensive holder mm. in midfield holding mid, and Fortunis is our best number ten. Yeah. So yeah, great question, Alex. I don't know, man. Um, 
<laughs> I guess like everything, hopefully, hopefully both of them come back um, and get themselves back into the national team because we're better with them than without them, that's for sure. Um, at CFC, Leo, oh, oh, oh. Um, Leo, realistically, what can Park achieve this season in the conference? Well, they've got a good draw, Leo, so I'd like to think that finals as a minimum. they should be able to progress past their um, their next stage. Gen- yeah, we didn't Gen- actually say they're playing Ghent. Yeah. yeah, Ghent, not Ghent, yeah. Ghent, yeah. They're yeah. decent form in, in Belgium, um, but they're, they're, like we've said, it's definitely a winnable tie for Balk, you know. Um, a quarterfinals would be a good achievement, you know, despite there are still a lot of naysayers everywhere about the Conference League say what you want it's still european football at the end of the day and you still yeah. play tough opponents yeah. at this stage i think i think they can do it oh, if they get and then if they get to the quarters you never know after that yeah, yeah. And this time last year 12 months ago we were saying how good would it be to see a greek team go deep in this new format mm. this new competition and here we are yeah so hopefully hopefully look it'd be really good for them um it'd be really good for greek football but I mean, again, be really great for them. Um, puts a lot of the naysayers uh, who who say that uh, they can't compete in Europe um, a bit quiet as well. So um, even though I like throwing a bit of banter and a bit of shade at them as well, but that's all right. It's a bit of fun. Um, moving on there, Nikos Kapsalis. Uh, hey, guys, love the podcast. Thank you, Nikos. So do we. Um, and thanks for the... Uh, for the shout out there. Um, my question for you all is now that Poyer has said that he's starting afresh and bringing different players to their thicky, who are three players that have never been called up or have been called up and have not um, played that you'd like to see? I think you named one. Yeah. I knew this before, yeah, I knew this is going to be everyone. Yeah, for everyone. Um, then the other two. All right. Could you say Fundas? He, he yeah, really, I mean, I've always he was like, on the periphery. I think, depending on how his move goes into the American leagues now, um, it's almost like he's hit his peak and he never got chosen. This is and this is probably why he's moving to the MLS. Like what Fefadzidis ended up yeah. going back to the Middle East um, because if they keep getting overlooked, then sooner or later you start to look out for your own career. Probably Yanidis's uh, teammate Alexandropoulos like to see him get called up again and get integrated more yeah i want to i want to see him play a bit more football um i know i know elaine has big raps on the um the young center back at um at Paul Michalidis. um but again i want to see these young guys play consistently before they get into the side there because we've got a lot of players in their positions as well um whereas you know I need this offer something different, as you were saying, up front. Um, and he's playing, and he's on form. So, Steve, who you got? Saliakas for me. Saliakas, I mean, great show. Yeah, yeah he huh? still he had a good season, and it'd be nice to see a right back play at right back for the for the national team. Well, whilst whilst you're at that, Yanis Masuras, uh, Michael's favourite um, non-selected Greek, who's had a good season as well. Yeah, and I don't know what's happened with Godziras. Oh, Nicola. really bad. What's happened? Is that, yeah, he's been poor. It's a shame because last season I would have said him as well, but he's not yeah. been that great this season. Oh, Sanchez now has yeah, overtaken him for first choice. Yeah. Oh, interesting. There's a there's so much happening, uh, Nico, um, that it's it, it's going to be it's going to be Ooh. a great conversational point when the team is selected. He, he will have probably three quarters, 80 percent of the team in his head of the squad. Like, yeah. He will have the bulk of the squad already. Then it's just fine tuning and adding 
the last seven, eight players in. Yeah, it's either adding, like you said, either bringing back players, yeah, getting rid of exactly. players, retiring players. Um, well, not retiring players, but, yeah, moving guys on. It'll be an interesting one there. Um, Martin Henderson, he's one for you, Stephen, at Mart underscore Hendo. Um, would there be a possibility in the future of the Greek League and the Cypriot League ever coming together to make one league? And would you be happy I if it saw him. I saw him um, ask this question on the Hellas Football account. Currently, no. Um, no. Because, well, Martin, uh, Stephen's a Cypriot. But in the well, future... Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the in the future, let's say, and I wrote a blog about this a year or so ago when when the whole Super League stuff was happening, um, which apparently is possibly being picked up again by Juve, Barcelona, and Real Madrid, which is hilarious that they're let trying the, to do it again. Them, anyway, I digress. Um, then I could see that possibly happening because then you'd have a, a constituency of clubs who wouldn't get your Super League spots, maybe then wanting to form their own leagues in their like regional areas of Europe, perhaps that's maybe where it could work. And like we've said last week, in fact, it's happened before when uh, in the seventies and the late sixties with Cypriot clubs being promoted to the, the Alva Ethniki. Um, I don't think it would happen now though. Yeah. I think it would cause too much political problems. Um, and I don't think you know, FIFA would allow it. Yeah. FIFA wouldn't allow it. Or UEFA, sorry. And and at the end of the day, Cyprus is an independent country to Greece. Yeah. Just, um, so I think while it would be a cool concept, and I think it would strengthen both leagues if that happened, yeah. it would also there'd also be the argument that it would weaken both leagues too, because then certain teams would lose their place to Cypriot Look, clubs I, I, and vice I, I, versa. You know what? It, it's not going to happen, as you guys said. It's no. never going to happen again. But imagine if you take out teams like. Um, Apollon, Atromitos, and Adin, Apoel, and Anorthos. Yeah. The league just even even Omonia, you know, they've they, yeah. they got their hardcore I, fans. I, yeah. 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 I want to see yeah. my, my boys Al Kiaroklini play Olympiagos in the cup. <laughs> um, I think when, they, when they did it back in the day, if they had sustained it up until now, then yeah, I just think. You'd, you'd need like a five, 10 year plan of implementing it to happen. Cause you couldn't just say, you couldn't just say back five team. Cause you, you can't just say, Oh, one team's only going to come up from Cyprus. You, you'd want to get a good fair share of them up. You need think, at least half a dozen for it to work. I think you'd, you'd need. And then what do you do? do you, then you have to get the, the second divisions competing against each other. And then maybe yeah. from the third division onwards, you start to do regionalize and, them. But and this is where the North South as in the current format is, is a bit of a nightmare. Doesn't even second division. and unfortunately oh doesn't even God. work with clubs having to travel ingress. Yeah, no, you know they have to travel no more than an hour, and they still go on broke. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Martin, I think it's a great. I'd I'd love to see it just purely being a patriotic Greek. Um, yeah, exactly. Would be mad. Would be awesome, but I think logistically, um, I think that's uh, gone with the dodos back. When was it, Steve? Um, 60, it was the, the late 60s and then yeah. in 74 it ended with Upwell staying up but still being relegated due to the um, well let's just say um, outside that was with the army the yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah 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 so yeah I, I think it's uh, it's 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 a pipe dream now but it's it's a good it's, a, it's always a good conversational point because I don't think many people would say you know from the heart they'd probably say yes but probably from the head it'd be more like a that's kind no. of where I'm coming from yeah. with it, yeah. Um, what have we got? Any questions here? So George K, George K01. Uh, can't wait to hear it. 
Καλή εβδομάδα, παιδιά. Χαιρετίσματα from Toronto. Χαιρετίσματα, George. That was on, um, on our Instagram account there. So, uh, I think that's it, guys. Anything else? Have I missed anything? I think that's it for the questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, we nailed it all. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, as usual, thank you for listening. Um, if you have a question, we'd shoot it our way. However, through any medium there, through any other social media accounts. Um, you know, we love what we do. Um, unfortunately, Greg had to jump off just before, so he didn't get to say his goodbye, but um, that's all right. Good to see Greg back on. Hopefully, we'll get him back on next week. Um, hopefully, we can get Elaine on as well with Michael as well next week. Get, get the whole team back together. Antonio as well, he's been itching to get back on. So, hopefully, I think it will save Yeah, actually, be good to have Antonio. Well, I think when yeah, the time yeah. changes, when daylight saving ends and changes, I think it goes from mid, from 1 a.m. for 1 a.m to 11, 11 p.m. or something. Yeah. It's not so. too far off now as well. Yeah. So yeah. Does, does it does it become worse for you though, Steve? Um, no, it becomes easier actually. It's oh, later go. in the morning for me. So yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. Beautiful. It's not, but it's not difficult right now. So it's beautiful. Yeah, so it's we'll fine. try to, hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll try to get the band back together and have, you know, everyone on as a one big happy family so we can talk over each other. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope your team wins. I hope they smash it this week. I hope you have a great week. If you're in one of those affected areas in Australia, down the East Coast, I hope you're safe with your family. I hope you're safe with your family around the world with all the stuff happening all through Europe and all over the place. So, um, you know, I hope everyone's safe and God bless. And um, we'll do it all again next week. See you later.